This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, and thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. One story a lot of you are talking about, you've been talking about for a week now, but honey, it's going to live on for a while. It's just juicy and a hot mess. And the other story I want to start with uh, is involving a talk show host. And I think what she did was brave. And, um, and I want to dive into it because this is someone I actually enjoy watching. So if you haven't heard, talk show host Wendy Williams um, made uh, a very personal admission this week. She talked about how she has been living in a sober living house. Now, if you haven't followed Wendy's career over the last couple of decades, Wendy Williams started off uh, making her name in radio, Hot 97 in New York. She was a phenomenal, um, (laughs) I'll say it this way, a phenomenal celebrity, juicy gossip uh, radio host. And she was known for going out and getting the interviews everybody wanted, and she would tell tell it like it is in her own way, but also in a controversial way. She's upset many celebrities over the years, and she's talked about this on her talk show. But that's what she was known for, sort of a shock jock in your face, Wendy Williams, word on the street kind of uh, radio host, and had her own show after her, her time with the Hot 97 team, and then went on to get the Wendy Williams talk show. So this week, Wendy made this revelation about her living in this sober living house. And she said that what people don't see is when she's been leaving the show, you know, hair and makeup and all that, she's going across the way to a Pilates studio. She does her two hours of Pilates. And then she's driven around by her 24-hour sober coach to different facilities around and different meetings around the tri-state area, meeting with other, as she said, men and women in the struggle, fighting their own addiction issues. And she said to these folks at the sober living house, she is just another person in there like them battling addiction. They don't see her as Wendy Williams. They're not asking her for autographs. This was a very tearful admission. She did this facing the camera straight on. Uh, You can tell from watching the audience, they were given a heads up. They were very um, quiet and supportive. It wasn't like she made this statement. They were like, Oh, what? It was just silent. So they knew this was happening. And a lot of them looked very um, touched by what she was saying. She fought back tears. And it's important that Wendy said something about what had been going on. If you have been following her show the last couple of months, Wendy wasn't there. She was off for about two months. Um, and what the audience, and that includes me, what we thought as audience members or people watching from home was uh, that Wendy was still battling her Graves disease, an autoimmune disease linked to hyperthyroidism. And so she had been away for that reason. That's all we knew. There was other speculation because some gossip sites had reported that, oh, Wendy's having a meltdown because her husband, Kevin, is, you know, expecting a child with his mistress. So there were all these rumors out there. And people were frustrated because Wendy had yet to really address what the gossip sites were saying about the husband and the mistress, alleged mistress. So Wendy had been gone for two months and when she got back, acted as if she had been away because of the thyroid problem and and the um, Graves disease. And all she said about our marriage was, I still got my ring on my finger. I'm paraphrasing. I still have my ring on my finger in my 25 year marriage and I love my husband. So when she did this on Tuesday, hey, I've been, you know, living in this sober living home and she's dealing with some sort of addiction issues, uh, people were just surprised. I, I think people speculated that maybe she had gone back to um, some old habits. Wendy had been very open in the past that she had battled addiction to cocaine in the 90s. And she did say on her show 
when she made this revelation about living in the sober living house, that when she dealt with cocaine issues in the past, she never went to a facility or a place to get help. She just stopped. So what she didn't say in this speech that she gave, um, she didn't say what the addiction was. She didn't say that, Hey, I'm back on cocaine or she didn't say, Hey, you know, I've been drinking. She just said she's dealing, you know, with some sobriety issues. So listen, love or hater, Wendy Williams, it, it, in my opinion, when it comes to talk show hosts who can hold down the fort, unscripted personality and bring out the crowd. One of the best that has ever done it in TV. I said it. And if you watch me on TV or follow me on social media, there are days I don't always agree with Wendy. Not that she cares because Wendy probably doesn't know who Layla Muhammad is. And that's okay. Hey girl. But I respect her ability to hold down a show solo. There are very few people who can do that in the game. A lot of people need an ensemble cast. A lot of people think they can do it. And the, the truth in that is when Wendy was off, look at who filled in for her. I think Nick Cannon could hold down the show solo and really bring the audience back. And I thought he did a great job. But most times they had to have an ensemble cast, four people to fill in for one Wendy. And that's no diss to them because some of those folks probably could have done it solo too. But I think the producers know Wendy is a well-oiled machine. You give her her little sticky notes and she puts her little pieces of paper and she drops her little lozenge in her tea and she sips her tea and she just goes with the flow. And now Norman got to stand nearby and give her some facts sometimes, but she can hold it down. That was no shade. I mean, you know, she may forget how many kids, you know, future had when she was talking about future. I mean, who wouldn't, but for the most part, she can just go with the flow and hold it down and command an audience. Doesn't have to have everything in the prompter. She is a really well-oiled talk show host, whether you agree with what she's saying or not, she can hold it down. So I have a lot of respect for that. And she always talks about the friends in her head. And in my head, watching her show, Wendy's a friend in my head. And I will come home from work after doing a morning show and I would make sure my, my TV was queued up so I can see Wendy because the first 20 minutes is hot topics and she gets all up in the juicy, juicy business. And it's funny. And sometimes she's, I'm like, okay, that was mean, but, but usually it's really funny. And she'll apologize if it was rude the next day or she really offended some people. Um, but it, it's her own truth. That's why it's called the Wendy Williams show. It's her show. So I just want to say, Wendy, sending you lots of love and light. I'm a fan. And I just, I think it was brave of what she did. I, I think it was also important that at the end of her, her speech about what she's been dealing with, she gave the hotline number to the Hunter Foundation. So she and her husband started the Hunter Foundation to help people um, who are dealing with addiction issues. And uh, this is before we all knew that this announcement was coming out. But in their, their one week of being up and running, the Hunter Foundation has already placed, Wendy said, 56 people into facilities around the world. That's a big deal. And so the number she gave for the Hunter Foundation hotline, one eight 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 five hunter 24-hour hotline. She got a lot of support, too, from celebrities. I, I like what front man Steven Tyler from Aerosmith uh, said to Wendy on Twitter. He said, you know what's brave? Admitting your failure, admitting your triumphs without a care for judgment. Strength takes time to build. Better late than never. Congrats, Wendy, for speaking your truth. So yes, Miss Wendy, love and light, speedy recovery. Happy to see you back on your show. And if folks got to fill in, they got to fill in. But honey, it's only one Miss Wendy. And that's the truth. So there you have it. Okay, I'm going to go on to the other story that y'all can't stop talking about. And now that I'm in Los Angeles, it's on the news every day. And they got a different angle every day. 
And I don't know how this long this is going to go on because these folks got to go to trial. The college admissions scandal, a.k.a. Operation Varsity Blues. <laughs> it's not funny. It's a mess. It's an unnecessary. You know why it's an unnecessary mess? Because I think we all know. This is not a secret. You know, people get special privilege sometimes based on money or, or status, right? This is life. You know, if I am, I don't know, if I'm the president of the United States and I say, hey, my daughter wants to go to, you know, Yale, I probably can pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm the president. My daughter wants to go to Yale. And I'm sure people will say, ooh, let's move some things around. You know, you want that person in your school. You want a little status. And this, nobody thinks that's a shock that this happens. What you think is a shock is you already got the privilege and the status to make a phone call and say, I'm, I'm so-and-so, my kid wants to come to your school. Now you got to cut off heads and insert pictures and make it look like your child was on a sports team, allegedly, right? And I'll pay all this money. Is that necessary? This sounds like unnecessary foolishness. It is. So th- th- there really is no latest besides the schools saying the schools that are now involved in this, no wrongdoing of their own overall. Perhaps a couple of coaches have lost jobs and things like that. But with, what they're saying is their schools aren't being investigated as a school. Um, but schools are making some changes to their their you know, way they're recruiting and looking into how people were recruited and going over whose name is allegedly involved and should this student be allowed to re-enroll. And it's a lot of mess. But here's what I will tell you. If you don't know all the details, don't you worry. Forbes.com got you covered. They have the 30 fast facts about the college admissions scandal. I'll run down a few. If you're new to this, you shouldn't be because it's all over social media. So 50 people face charges in federal court. That includes about 33 parents reportedly paying between $200,000 up to $6.5 million to get their kids admitted into some big name colleges. This alleged scandal going back to 2011. This has been going on for a while, allegedly a while. Uh, Investigators are calling it Operation Varsity Blues. By the way, the FBI and the Justice Department investigated this thing for about a year. And you know, they, they didn't know about this at first. They were looking at another securities fraud case. They were investigating a man for securities fraud. And according to investigators, he was like, well, this is me paraphrasing. <laughs> this, is, this is in my mind how the conversation went. Well, if y'all cut me a deal, I'll take what's happening down the street. <laughs> Pretty much is how it went. You know what they're doing over there? Get people in college who didn't really earn the grades and fix an SAT store, score. So that's how the investigation started. It was something totally different. And they stumbled upon it. And investigators said once they started looking, it was easy. Because there were emails. Who puts, who puts this stuff in email? Like, that's the first place they're going to do is they're going to look at your email, your email interactions if you were involved in something like this. Anyway, let's go through some of these other fast facts. Um, the allegations include bribing college interest exam officials to allow cheating on SAT and ACTs. Uh, also having other students take the classes and test for your kid to get a better grade. A mess. So a number of coaches have been fired or, um, you know, put on administrative leave. Big schools are named in this Yale, Georgetown, USC, Stanford. Uh, big name actresses. We know Lori Laughlin, um, Aunt Becky, mm. and Felicity Huffman, Huffman from Desperate Housewives. They've been named in this. Huffman is accused of giving $15,000 to admissions consultant William Singer. We'll get back to William in a second. 
and his nonprofit to get her oldest daughter into college by doctoring her SAT scores. And then Laughlin's accused of giving $500,000 to have her kids recruited as crew team members to USC. But here's the problem. They don't row. Pick a sport that your kid might do. I don't know. Allegedly. William Singer was the man at the center of this whole scheme. He pleaded guilty to racketeering, money laundering, conspiracy, obstruction of justice, and so on. Like I said, apparently there are emails. And let me tell you, when, when people are going down on the flames, honey, they're going to bring you down too. Here's my question. How long did people think this was going to go unnoticed? Like you get a scholarship to be on a team, but your kid don't ever play on the team, like ever. Or like my kid's team picture don't have your kid in it. You're not in the yearbook. I don't know. I got questions. And then it makes you, it makes you mad. Again, not that I can put in a phone call and say, hey, I want my kid to come to your school. It makes you mad that you, do y'all remember how hard you worked to get into college? Like I was in like a thousand clubs, not literally, but for real. I did sports and then student government. I worked at the commissary back in groceries. I did all this stuff, not for my, my resume, but for life, like had a job. Did some activity, sports, right? Basketball and track. Made good grades. It was a labor of love. And then the family had to fill out the financial aid forms. FAFSA and all that stuff to make sure we had the coins so I can go to college. And then you better go to college and make it work because it was a lot of labor of love to get you there. Now, if we knew back then we can just cut off my picture and put it on somebody else's body and put it in a team photo, give me a scholarship, that would have been another means. Not really because we're not those kind of people, but you know what I'm saying. What a mess. It is just a big mess. It's, it's an unnecessary slap in the face, I think, for people who work really hard to get their kids into school. So speaking of people who work really hard to get their kids into school, uh, there are a number of parents and students who are part of a class action suit. They're saying because they want to come after the schools involved for not tightening up their, their policies on letting um, people in, their admissions policies, saying it's rigged. The schools are saying we're victims too. We didn't know this was happening. So we'll see how far that class action suit goes. But I understand the frustration for people. You, be, you know what better not come out because they said the investigation is ongoing. You know what better not come out? There better not have been a coin of FAFSA money involved in this. These kids better not have gotten a dollar of financial aid. There better not be a scholarship coin. No work study. If there is a if there is a dollar of financial aid, I am I am emailing Sally Mae and telling them I need my loans pardon. I'm gonna start that class action. Pardon my loan. Oh, that's a good name. Pardon my loan. Okay. Not laughing at them, but it is a hot mess. Uh, listen. Who knows? And the schools are left in this dilemma right now. What do we do? Well, you know, USC saying we're not letting um, anyone enroll again if they are, their name is caught up in this. But here's the problem with that. What if the parent goes to trial and then they're not guilty? So you got to be careful with that. Do you kick kids out? Maybe the kids didn't know. Although some of these investigate people who've actually read the investigation, the hundreds of pages say there's emails that involves like letting the kids know the kids were involved in the email. So who knows? I haven't read all the paperwork. Or any of it. Let's just be honest. I haven't read it. Just what's you know been reported about it. But um, you got to be real careful with that one. And then if you found out they knew, do you do you take back diplomas? This is just a mess. So to be continued, this could last a long time, but it's just disappointing. And you guys have been talking about that on social media, which is why I brought it up. Many of you talked about just 
how frustrating it is as parents trying to get your kids in school or having done it the right way yourself to realize this was happening. I don't know. You can't get caught up in that because then you'll just be mad at the world. And that does no good. Just know that you did it the right way. You should feel good. Okay, last story. Speaking of feel good, I have a job announcement for everybody listening. But you're going to have to move to the UK. It's a dream job. If you love Disney princesses, a family in the UK needs a part-time nanny. That's my British accent because I can't do one. Not making fun. I love the accent. I just really have no accent skills, by the way. A family in the UK needs a part-time nanny, but you must dress up like a Disney princess daily. But it's a different outfit a month. But you got to be dressed up every day that you come to work, which, by the way, your work week is Tuesday through Friday. You're off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Not bad. And you only work, so you ain't even got to get up early. You only work afternoon to early evening. Okay, but here's the thing. The couple has two girls, so they have twin girls, right? And they're five. Oh, sounds like a lot already. <laughs> so you got these little girls, they're five, and you got to dress up. Okay. The nanny must be in Disney princess character, Belle, Cinderella, Moana, all them. You pick the kids up from school four days a week. You organize Disney-related activities like baking and singing, and the costumes are included. So you don't have to use your money for costumes. Speaking of money, you will make 53, roughly what's equivalent to 53,000 American dollars a year. $53,000, okay? Parents say the girls are obsessed with Disney princesses, and they want to use this as a way to teach their daughters about determination, ambition, strength, fearlessness, and they want strong, relatable female role models, a.k.a. these Disney princesses, to teach these girls this lesson. Now, the parents say in the job posting, quote, candidates must be looking for a long-term job as we want to keep the successful nanny in the girls' lives in the foreseeable future. Pause. I got questions. Now, you want to keep the nanny in their lives for the foreseeable future. So the girls are five. How long y'all need the nanny to be around dressing up? Like, is she around for, for another five, ten years? At what point do you not have to dress up like the Disney princess? They're five. So what point do kids outgrow Disney princesses where the adults have to dress up? Isn't that like around five or six? Right? I don't know. I don't have kids. I'm just asking. And there's no one here to answer me, but I'm just wondering. I got questions. And my sister said to me earlier, I, is, <laughs> are the costumes for the kids or is it, are the parents wanting to come? Like, really, who is the costume for? Like, I, hopefully it's just, they're being just straight up and it's just really wholesome and the kids like Disney princesses. Uh, they want someone who is creative and can create a fun atmosphere, but not afraid to discipline the girls they said quote they can be little terrors at time oh at times girl you know what that means these kids are probably a mess like swinging from the ceiling fans screaming through the house you you run around in your moana costume they got spaghetti on the walls this is just what i see <laughs> mm. and then sometimes you got to put them to bed how long is mom and dad gone Throughout the day, they say they, they work long hours sometimes. Is this where the parents are out of town and you're watching these kids for four days? I don't know. I hope these kids are just super sweet. It sounds like a cool job if you want to dress up like, you know, Belle all day. A Rapunzel. 
And maybe you get like a good long wig for your Rapunzel outfit. Uh, the requirements, clean driving record, first aid training, two years of nanny experience. And the benefits include, this is my favorite part, the benefits, 25 days holiday. You know, we say vacation. They go on holiday over there. 25 days holiday. That's almost a month of vacation. Some of y'all got to work at your job five and 10 years to get three weeks. And even then they call you on your phone to have you do stuff. Sorry, I had a flashback. Um, you also get bank holidays. This is good. And you get sick days. So you get about, a, about three months off. <laughs> you need it because I'm sure it's going to be a handful. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say this week. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to say, hey, y'all, it's really late. I'm not going to tell you what time I'm recording this, but... I just wanted to weigh in and thank you guys for hitting me up. Some of you guys have sent some great story ideas throughout the week and some good topics, so I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Everybody's talking with Layla on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. You can always watch the video version if you feel like watching me talk about this as well on Facebook, Layla Muhammad TV. Uh, and all that good stuff. So send your ideas my way anytime you want to. I love hearing from you guys.